Would you pray with me? Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be holy and acceptable in your sight. For you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So our scripture for today, Psalm 104, is one of the rarest types of writing in the Bible. There you go. Your little trivia for the day. It's uh, classified as a creation psalm, and only a few others bear this title. Um, depending on what list you use, you know, whose assessment of the psalms, uh, about six of them, about six out of 150 psalms, bear this title of a creation psalm. Um, that's not very many. Just take a moment, though, to, to think back, to reflect on some of the verses of this psalm um, that, that I read, the parts I read, and then I'm going to offer a few others that I just, that I skipped over. Um, so the psalmist writes, you stretch out your heaven, the heavens like a tent, you make the clouds your chariot, you ride on the wings of the wind, you set the earth on its foundations, you make the springs gush forth in the valleys, giving drink to every wild animal. You cause grass to grow for the cattle and plants for people to use. O Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom you have made them all. There's something special about these words, something that, that draws us into the, the feel of this song of praise. So when I read this psalm, um, I envision the psalmist standing on a hilltop, uh, overlooking the surrounding area, hills and valleys, trees and plants of all types, the, the sea stretching out to the horizon, all of the animals that live in those places. Imagine the psalmist looking out over, over that scene, surveying it taking note of everything, the landscape, the sky, the, the look of the clouds. Oh, I put that in a good order without even thinking about it. The look of the clouds there, everything the eye can see. And in the midst of, of that spectacular view, and that's a pretty spectacular view, the psalmist really has just one thing to say. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Another way, you know, if we aren't writing a psalm, we might say, all of me give thanks to God. Give thanks to God for this world that he's created. In reading this psalm, in, in recognizing the response that the psalmist offers to God, at, at the beginning and at the end, it's, it's mirrored there, bless the Lord, all my soul. Uh, we, we should stop and pay attention to the stuff in the middle, how God is addressed and referred to in the psalm. If you look through Psalm 104, it's a personal you. The psalmist is talking to God. You made these things. You've established them. You've created everything in due course. It's a direct and very personal feel. The psalmist, in my mind, standing on that hilltop looking over everything, is standing right there next to God. God who cares deeply for all of the things that God has made. From the, the vast sky to the smallest of the creeping things of the earth and the sea. 
for God, size doesn't matter. The value, the utility that we humans place on things doesn't matter. All that matters in this moment of this psalm is that God made these things and cares for them accordingly. And and on that note, when you read through the whole psalm, humans don't make much of an appearance. God made plants for people to use. And then one other note, verse 23, people go out to their work and to their, and to their labor until evening. Like, that's our job. Go to work. Creation gets to live in all of its glory just doing what it will to please God. And people go out to their work. Combined with everything else that's said in this psalm, we're, we're confronted with, with what's really a, a foreign idea to us, a really strange and unusual way of, of thinking. We're not as important as we think we are. That's not to say that, that we as humans, people whom God created, aren't important, we aren't special to God, so we're just not as special as we think. We're just one portion of the created order, one piece of the universe, one small part of God's manifold works. And that's a complicated idea. It can be, it can be jarring, a jarring thought for some people, or it can be comforting for others. But at the end of the day, it, it's simply a reminder for us that we are who we are. We're people created by God. And we're people who don't always get the memo about how we're supposed to live and praise God, God who created us out of love. But you know who did get the memo? Everything else that God created. Psalm 104 and all of the other creation psalms tell us that that the rest of God's creation knows their roles. The rest of creation goes about their days doing exactly what God created them to do. And that's their form of praise. The trees grow and, and the birds make their nests in them just as God intended. The the mountains exist, simply exist and give shelter to the wild animals that live there. These are things that you can find in in Psalm 104. It's just as God intended. The sea is great and wide and gives home to innumerable things, great and small, from Leviathan, the great sea monster. It's a whole other sermon, but it's probably a crocodile whole other sermon, but from Leviathan to, you know, the smallest things in the sea. The, the reason I decided to end this sermon series of, of you know, beach-themed stories on Psalm 104 is, is simply to draw our attention away from, away from ourselves and, and turn our attention back to God. We get caught up in our own lives. We become overwhelmed by our problems and our responsibilities and our needs and desires. But here is the Bible telling us, look out at the rest of creation and take notes. The rest of the universe doesn't seem to worry all that much. They go about their lives and they trust that God will provide. From the birds of the air to the creatures of the sea to the animals that inhabit the the land. God created them from the smallest to the largest. God created the world for them too. Maybe you've heard that before. 
It's not an idea I came up with myself. You, you can find it here in, in this creation psalm, uh, you know, one of my favorites, Psalm 19. That's where the prayer I pray before I preach every Sunday comes from. That's a creation psalm. You find that idea there. You also find it at the end of Job, if, if you want to have a fun read. Uh, it's starting with like chapter 38 or so. But the place most of us hear about this idea that the rest of God's creation doesn't really worry about life is from Jesus. Jesus talks about the birds of the air and the plants of the field, the lilies of the field. They don't sow or toil or worry because God provides for them. Which brings me around to the point. In the midst of all of the chaos that exists in the world, seemingly all the time. You know, you turn on the news and there's chaos. It doesn't really matter where. There's something wrong. In the midst of all of the problems that surround us, our anxieties and fears, our struggles, in the midst of our selfish and self-centered ways of living, this psalm reminds us that God's given us a gift that we often ignore, a gift to remind us who we are, that we're one part of this world that God has made and called good. And that's a pretty spectacular example of what God can do. I mean, look back to Genesis 1 in the very beginning. As God goes through time creating, as each thing is created, God looks out at it and calls it good. And then at the very end, when everything's been created, God looks out at it and says it's very good. Not just good, but the best. When we get caught up in our, our own little worlds, when we are focused on all of the things that, that occupy our time and our attention, the things that draw us away from God, one of the easiest ways that we can allow ourselves to be called back to God is just take a look outside to see the world around us and, and to know that it declares God's glory every day. To see, to hear the world around us shout praises to God who created all things and gives all things life. You know, that's why Jesus, uh, you know, when he was about to die on his way into Jerusalem in that last week of his life. And, you know, people say, tell the, tell the crowds to be quiet. He says, well, if they're quiet, the stones will shout. You can't stop God's creation from shouting praise. The, the whole world around us, the sky, the clouds, the fields, the, the forests, the mountains, all the animals therein, the sea that's great and wide, the psalmist writes, all of the things that exist in it remind us of God's glory. Even, you know, and the last part of the psalm seems weird because it goes from declaring God's glory and it's talking about how creation is such a wonderful thing that God has done and how it declares God's glory. And then all of a sudden, you know, Lord, get rid of the sinners is you know, the first part of the last verse. But that goes to tell us that even in a world that is full of sin and brokenness, of pain and sorrow, and, and most of the time sin brought about by us, the rest of creation can't be stopped from declaring God's glory. 
no matter what we do, the world still proclaims how wonderful God is. So I've got some homework for you this week. Yay! Yay! I'm waiting. You should be excited. This is easy homework. This is the easiest homework I've ever given you. Go outside. That's right, Diane. Go outside. If you can't go outside, at least open up your window and look outside and just marvel at the beauty of this world that God has made. Listen to the wind and the birds and that constant drone of insects there in the background and hear that music of praise. If God's if the rest of God's creation can spend their days going about life as they were created to do, if they can find time to praise God in all things, so can you. That's part of why these psalms are, are important and, and beautiful for us, is they remind us to step outside of ourselves for a moment, to see and hear and be enveloped by the praise lifted up to God and to join in because it, it's not just a praise from each thing on its own. Each part of creation doesn't praise God on its own. It's a chorus. It's a chorus that you were made to join in. So go outside, see and hear and feel the joy of the rest of God's creation and lend your voice. Amen. <laughs>